well, it's very hot here at the, uh, the, the, the cloud, cloud Foundry Day here in Heidelberg. Yes. But we just concluded. Why mm -hmm. don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm uh, Nick Kuhn. I'm a tech marketing architect uh, at VMware Tanzu, and I do things for Tanzu Application Service and, and Cloud Foundry alike. Uh, and uh, yeah, you are correct here. The, uh, the temperature here in uh, Germany is uh, much hotter than I expected. Yeah. And, I miss, I miss my uh, United States air conditioning a little bit here. The, the weather's hot, but the water's cold. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know, I don't know if, you, if, you, if this happened to you, but uh, yeah, what'll happen is I'll get hot and I'll want a refreshing, crisp, clear glass of water. And then I'm like, I don't know the difference between a bottle that's blue and red. So I'm yes. going to go with the blue one because yep. blue is water, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you open up the blue water and you take a big swig and you're like, ah, <laughs> it's like I've drunk some like water gravel because you got the, uh, the sparkling water, mm -hmm. yeah. which I, I guess there's people who find that refreshing. Uh, it's very popular over here. Yeah. yeah, they had a lot of good refreshments here. It's just kind of a guessing game picking yes. what, what you're going to get there for sure. Very, very well run as always. The, yes. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the foundation and the Linux Foundation are absolute professionals at, at running events here. But what's so. Uh, so last time, when, when where was the last Cloud Foundry Day? Uh, in Detroit. The, in Detroit, Detroit yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we, uh, we had been uh, on, on the Tanzu Talk episode at the time, but we had mm -hmm. you report about, as I think I called it, the vibe yes. of Cloud Foundry yeah. Day. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you think the vibe was here? Oh, wow. I think it was a, a great vibe today. So we, we sold the event out. Um, so in-person capacity was, you know, hit, hit the maximum and definitely uh, from the climate control for sure. Uh, so that was great to see, you know, an, you know, entirely, entirely packed full room of, you know, Cloud Foundry users, uh, you know, contributors and, and that type of thing. So it was a very good vibe today. Uh, lots of um, really interesting talks. We get some like low level talks, high level talks, so kind of talks for everybody uh, around the community. And um, really kind of good to see a, a great turnout, you know, kind of. I think we're really kind of getting past the, the post-COVID, uh, you know, conferencing and people are starting to get back out and, and really uh, get, you know, attendance back up. And, For sure. And, and want to see everybody in person and, and chat and, you know, do that kind of peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, uh, you know, get together and, and, and I guess, you know, marketing per se, not to, you know, see, see what's going on with their peers and... Uh-huh. Community and, management. Yeah, community management. Yes, there you yeah, go. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I think it is... Uh, I, I don't go to as many... Well... I don't know. I don't actually watch as many conference talks as, as I used to, mm -hmm. just just because I flit around doing whatever. But it was fun to see like technical talks, and then and then the thing that I always like to see, well, like to, that's encouraging to see in a community is there's actually a lot of uh, detailed Q and A about like what about this, and have you considered that mm -hmm. thing? So yeah, every now and then someone would go over a uh, a new idea or feature, and there would be a. a uh, a, a fun discussion about like, oh, well, what's the plan for that? Like, how, how do we introduce that? Or how do we deprecate mm -hmm. this other yeah. thing? And like, so it's, it, it gives you that sense of like, there's a, there's a lot of like, actual work oh, yeah. <laughs> being yeah, done, sure. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, which, which is very nice. Yeah, so we definitely, you, you get that sense of uh, the scale that some of these, these companies are working at, and then those questions back and forth about, well, how would we actually implement it with, you know, XYZ? You're like, well, you know, that question's rooted in like, you know, serious either production use cases or, you know, they've been doing this for however many years and like, you know, the very kind of detailed and specific questions. So it was great to see that kind of back and forth between the presenters and, uh, you know, the uh, community members and, you know, people would rotate and then, the, the, you know, they'd be asking each other questions back and forth on, you know, as different speakers would go up and that, that type of thing. So it was, it was great, great to see that and that, that community engagement for sure. So have you, have you had a chance to catch up with uh, like like your people at SAP and any nines and, and other areas? 
Like, do, do y'all do y'all have like a secret like cabals where you get together? Uh, uh, well, I, I don't I don't know about that, but I I would think this is probably the uh, the the event of the the year for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I you know I I flew in yesterday, so uh-huh. I got a, a few hours of sleep. Uh, you know, coming from the states, so I'm hoping to catch up with some more folks tonight at the reception. Uh, hopefully, it's a there's some climate control or a little cooler setting than today, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for at, least, sure. at least some ice cold beverages. Yes, I, yes, I think would be in store. Plenty of those. So, in in your talk, I mean, you uh, you were highlighting just, I mean, in addition to a few other things, you only had mm-hmm. five minutes. Yes, yeah. But uh, you you went over a lot of good momentum and usage mm-hmm. uh, sort of things, and 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 uh, like go over. I mean, I tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you were kind of proposing a type of metric to use, yeah, to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to gauge efficiency. So what what was it? Yeah, so I guess we were coining this platform engineering efficiency, or and really that's uh, equating to how many developers can a single platform engineer support? And really within the, you know, the Cloud Foundry community, we've been doing this thing called platform engineering for quite some time. Uh, you know, platform as a product was really big, you know, kind of in the pivotal days and you know, running a platform team, that type of thing. Uh, so it's really good to see that. And we started kind of, I don't know, I guess calculating and interviewing our customers to tr- start to track this metric and, and see what, on average, of like the Tanzer application service customer base, how efficient are our platform teams, and how many you know actual developers they could support with you know X number of platform engineers. Uh-huh. And on, on average, uh, I think we see um, about 190 developers uh, tied to one platform engineer. And then, um, from a team perspective, we'll see about six platform engineers supporting about 1,200 developers. And even in some of our you know really robust customers, we've seen um, that, that ratio go from, you know, a single platform engineer supporting or assigned to 500 or more developers within an organization. And I think that's a kind of a critical metric to track for really any platform. But as we talk about um, how efficient your platform is, how, you know, you know, a cost effective um, that could be, because if you talk about looking at potentially other alternative technologies, are you going to be able to achieve the same amount of work and value with, let's say, a Cloud Foundry platform versus maybe a do-it-yourself Kubernetes style, that type of thing? And, you know, I've seen firsthand and we've seen some customers chart, chart to go down that path and that efficiency ratio drastically changes and they end up wiring, you know, we'll get to a situation where uh, more platform engineers are needed to support similar workloads on, you know, alter- alternate technologies and that type of thing. So right. that's, that's kind of what I'm keying up on about uh, the platform engineering efficiency um, within Cloud Foundry, um, and that's you know that's kind of highlighted my talk. Uh, I did did uh, release an article on the new stack about this as well, where we kind of dig into uh, more detail about that too. So I'm sure we could put that in the show notes or whatever to link to, but. Um, that's definitely worth a read if you want to kind of dig into more of that. Uh, and definitely thanks for the assistance and in, in, uh, in helping get that published and, and, and coaching on that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's always fun to get uh, something written out there. That, that was a good piece because, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's uh, the written form of a lot of what you just said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Like, you know, here's, here's a lot of the usage that the, the Cloud Foundry uh, community has, like, you know, various... Uh, distros of it so to speak mm-hmm. and then and then also introducing that idea of, of a metric to track which you know i i i just gave uh i, get, I gave the last talk and that mm-hmm. it, it, you know you were making me you're kind of what made me think of be clear about like showing value in the metrics that you mm-hmm. have right because yeah. i think if you do come up with 
I don't know. I mean, historically, it seems like you want to have, it's always an odd number. You either want to have one, three, or five. Seven is a little too show-offy. <laughs> right. But you want to have like one, three, or five metrics that you can kind of track across um, organizations to, and, and across different types of platform stacks mm -hmm. to kind of, like you're saying, benchmark and compare and contrast what they are. And it seems like if your focus is running applications which is typically done by application developers. Maybe in the future it'll be robots that do it. Right. Now <laughs> yeah. we've got actual application developers. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, that is the efficiency, the cost. Um, cost is such a weird word, but the, the cost versus value mm -hmm. that, that you want to track is how much you're putting into a developer, an application, or how much, not that you're putting into it, I'm wording it wrong, how much, you, uh, how much it costs to support <laughs> right. Each each developer and the applications that they run. Yeah. Which so, do you do you think do you think we ever like think about developers too much? Like like maybe one day we should invite a developer over and, and to kind of like despecialize this mytho mythological like thing because they're always like oh the developers we've got to build all stuff around them and make sure their pillows are fluffed at night. Well, I, that, yeah. So that's an interesting point because I, I think it uh, you know the developer experience and the getting happy developers you know you know letting them, you know, ship code faster, focus on business logic rather than infrastructure, that type of thing. I think that's, that's definitely a, a very uh, merited and valued. But I think there was a point in time where, um, you know, DevOps kind of, you know, became the thing and the model was, all right, well, you know, we're slowing things down from maybe a centralized IT perspective. We're just going to hand out keys to all the clouds and developers, you can do everything. Like you, anything you want to do, you can do, you can, you know, build that. But, oh, by the way, you, you you're going to own it. You have all the operational burden now that mm. a traditional team might have taken over. So I think that's what, you know, what we see like the, you know, DevOps is dead versus platform engineering, that kind of methodology. I think we're kind of getting to a point where, um, you know, we need to still take care of developers and, and try to deliver things faster for them um, as like platform teams, right? That That's still a value um, and not just, you know, I think, a lot of the times, too, developers will even find coming out of potentially like, all right, well, I was a developer and I was given, you know, uh, keys to, to Azure and I own, you know, subscription and do whatever I wanted. But then I found out I had to do all these things like how do I get, you know, certificates or, or you know, get my workload certified for certain security requirements or what's load balancing? What about DR plans and backups? Like all kind of traditional IT type things that, you know, platform engineering teams would typically take care of that. I think that's kind of where we're coming from. You know, platform teams are good. You need to make your developers happy, um, but you know, you know, things like Cloud Foundry and uh, other platforms really kind of provide a good foundation to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, as 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 you're as I'm listening to you, it's making me realize that like, well, two things. One, I'm never really good when I think about this stuff. I never really fairly balance out like operations people and developers. Mm -hmm. I mean, like. I mean, you know, I used to be an application developer, so I'm developer biased. Right, <laughs> but right, right. you know, it's it's almost like there's a certain and I, I guess I guess this is kind of like where DevOps has arrived. Is DevOps exists for the operators, right? <laughs> like, like it's a way of making people whatever you want to call them, sysadmins, operators, infrastructure people. I think Forrester has a charming I and O, like mm -hmm. like it's some uh, you know monopoly railroad or something. Uh, but like, DevOps really caters to and takes care of operations people, right? Like it sort of like gives them tools that are better, automates things makes what they deliver work better, but also like has a huge focus on, you know, like not burning out and like right. having, you know, uh, a, a good culture in place. And 
I don't know. I, I almost just sort of like don't focus on that at all. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I more kind of focus on the, the like valuable application developer and just sort of like almost like getting out of their way. Mm-hmm. But, but there, I don't, there's, there's something, it, it'll be interesting to see if, if the, the like new platform engineering community like kind of figures out how to finally have like dev and DevOps a lot more than ops and uh, DevOps, which all my old DevOps friends always roll their eyes when I position it that way. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it, I, I don't know if we've ever really figured out how to treat each parties the same in one community. Like they typically bifurcate into their own little communities to get taken care of. Right. But I don't know. I lost track of my no, thought. There. No, I think, uh, I think you could maybe point that to you where like, the platform engineering community now, uh, those teams running those platforms can subscribe to DevOps methodology and tools, but you don't necessarily want your business or your application developers getting stuck in that world of, right. all right, I got to figure out, you know, Terraform or Bosch or all these different, you know, tooling. It's like, that's not their core focus. So you really have this like, you know, platform or infrastructure engineers building things for develop, figuring out kind of all the hard things, all, you know, how to deploy cloud services, how to wire that up with their security practices, you know, you know, all those, you know, requirements, um, uh, for, you know, uh, uh, well, I'm liking here on the identity management, things of that nature, just trying to get that all taken care of for developers, uh, so they don't have to worry about that. And then, and that also provides some control for an organization because if you, if you let that be on each team, they're going to build the, the wheel over and over again. It's going to look different. And then from a cl- compliance perspective, it's going to be harder to, uh, you know, offer any kind of guidance or advice if there's something, something that's efficient. Yes. <laughs> or, and, or, or yeah. it just works. Yes. Yeah. So if you can get something that's efficient and works and provide that as the foundation, I think that's, 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 a, that's the key here. So I, I, uh, uh, so, so, have you had any conversations about like the the how do you say it the 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 Corfi the running oh, run, Corfi Corfi there mm-hmm, you go mm-hmm. Corfi sounds like a terrible type of European yogurt yeah <laughs> there's there's a few types we don't have back in the states you should yeah. try to check out what we're here while you're here They're a little little interesting okay. but uh, like what what uh, there were a couple sessions on that mm-hmm. like like but what's your what's what's Nick's overview of like what's the deal with uh, Cloud Foundry and Kubernetes at the moment. So definitely the uh, you know current iteration is, is Cloud Foundry Karifi, where uh, you know it, it, it's it's taking a lot of the core components of, of the Kubernetes ecosystem and integrating that directly uh, instead of you know previous attempts kind of attempting to shim parts of Kuber, uh, Cloud Foundry into Kubernetes and that didn't quite work out well. So I think on from an architectural and engineering perspective, uh, that's a good a good approach to take and. I think we're starting to see some traction with with Karifi, so that that's good. Uh, we obviously have um, when, within VMware Tanzu, we call this the application service adapter for Tanzu application platform. Or good name, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we just call it the Taz adapter for short uh-huh. uh, to really kind of get that CF push experience still uh, on a Kubernetes type platform. So I think there's definitely interest there as well. But I think we're also seeing as uh, you know value in just the core Cloud Foundry for VMs and how efficient and how widely deployed that is that maybe um, the enthusiasm for you know just running things on Kubernetes because it's Kubernetes is starting to just die out a little bit in mm. the industry really uh, maybe maybe that's just my own personal opinion but yeah. I don't know like uh, I think well and then we got things like chat GPT coming in here too so it's like man Kubernetes let's let's talk about generative AI and doing uh-huh. AI things about with everything right we need, we need so, Kubernetes GPT yes yeah I'm sure no one's ever made that joke yeah <laughs> so 
I, I they were definitely making good progress there. Um, and uh, I think you know, and the Paquetto Build Pack pro uh, project within the Cloud Foundry Foundation is, is, has got a lot of, a lot of um, uh, growth, and we're seeing you know that that Build Pack that you know the kind of core uh, foundation of some of the Cloud Foundry tech. Uh, from you know years ago, kind of being re uh, rebuilt and uh, represented in a way that's uh, for you know pretty much any use case. So um, we even saw IBM has picked up Paquetto as part mm -hmm. of um, uh, I forgot the name. They had an IBM Cloud product uh -huh. that they're you know they're starting to use Paquetto uh, build packs within their product, and you know you can use it on your laptop. You can use it within Kubernetes. Uh, the Cloud Foundry Karifi uses that uh, to kind of bridge that gap of, of build pack support. And we're even rolling some of that back into the um, Cloud Foundry proper for VMs. Uh, so that, you know, the OG Cloud Foundry, as you say, um, is getting some of that cloud native build pack goodness as well. So I think that's good to see um, that going forward. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, this, this, this role doesn't necessarily exist in any open source role, but if I was doing some kind of like corporate strategy mm -hmm. for Cloud Foundry, it would seem like one of the top initiatives would be like, let's make build pack, cloud native build packs, whatever I'll say, build packs. Right. But like, let's let's make the build pack idea, and also whether it's cloud native build packs. I mean, I guess it would be, like, let's make that big in Kubernetes, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, even though that's not exactly Cloud Foundry, it's like a Cloud Foundry thing, and let's right. make sure that it's like, let's do all we can to make that a major way of configuring, deploying, and packaging, do, doing the thing that it does. Right, right, <laughs> to, yeah. To kind of like introduce that into that world and have this kind of, uh, not kind of, but have this similarity between the two of them, right? Exactly. And it seems like it would be a good, uh, a good by, you know, it'd be useful for, it's useful for any application uh, deployment thing. And it'd also be, it'd be useful to like be involved in the Kubernetes community to see what's going on there. And mm -hmm. then the other way, it'd be useful to kind of like take some of those lessons and the little like, uh, you know, positive burrs that come attached to it in, yeah. in, into that world. Yeah, so we're, and two on that that front, we're definitely um, starting con to consume um, some of this, you know, newer tech back within the core kind of Cloud Foundry for VMs or Tains of Application Service as well. Uh, so we, you know, within TAS 4.0 released that TAS portal. So that's kind of an example of where we're taking some of that, you know, that work in the open state on a different, completely different open source project that's very popular within the Kubernetes ecosystem, but then we made it, you know, Cloud Foundry compatible as well, and and we're offering that, you know, that internal developer platform on top of Cloud Foundry to kind of help you align even more with some of these, you know, new definitions of platform engineering. So we're we're seeing that that kind of you know pull back within, you know, uh, or you know, take a good tech and, and integrate that back into uh, Cloud Foundry as well. So it's exciting to see. Uh, those new features and and how customers can use that uh, to help you know even even further um, enhance their current platforms today. So I think I think maybe there's another one, but I think the next big event, at least you and I probably have, is like uh, VMware Explorer. Yes, in for Las sure. Vegas. So mm -hmm. uh, you know what, what's what's going to be going on like Cloud Foundry wise there? Oh yeah, well I believe I think the number is still correct. I, I have five talks at Las Vegas Explorer on different. Uh, Tains of Application Service and Cloud Foundry. Uh, you folks. you do or there yeah. are? No, I I personally. You? Yeah. Wow. And then uh, you know we, uh, we we did our best to try to get I think uh, as many slots and and, and airtime as we can for for Taz and Cloud Foundry uh -huh. um, because I think it's a great product and we we need to talk about it more. Just uh, just you know just because it's not Kubernetes doesn't mean it's not awesome and we don't have a bunch of 
uh, awesome customers and use cases to talk about. So we we got a couple of panel sessions lined up um, with some of our customers. Uh, I've got a talk within kind of the Spring One talk, what uh, mm-hmm. Spring One track. Uh, we'll have uh, you know meet the expert sessions that you can come if you have questions and we can you know you know open you know open mic type style you know uh, ask any question you want. So you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, definitely a lot of Cloud Foundry and Tains Application Service coverage in both. Uh, Explore Las Vegas and Barcelona this year right. as well. And then the Barcelona call for papers is still open for yeah. as we record this yes, on June yeah, 21st yes. for three so, more days. Yeah, so, so I, it, I, I, I am hoping we'll, we, we should get good coverage there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, I think, I think especially for a lot of people who are here, right? Like if, if they get a chance before the 24th of June. Oh, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think there's uh, like a lot of, I mean, I don't know, maybe even some of the talks that were given here would be uh, nice uh, to have there. But definitely... There's there's always room for uh, more more Tanzo application service or PCF or TAS or Cloud right. Foundry talks yeah. uh, to have at those events in in lovely Barcelona in November. So it won't be crushingly hot. Yes, it'll, it'll, it'll be mild, <laughs> mild and slightly breezy. Yes, but still still a short time. Well, yes. uh, any any other reflections from the day before we wrap up? Uh, no, I was just it was a great day. Great to see uh, everyone turn out. I, I got a lot of media meet a lot of people uh i haven't met yet before besides you know just zoom including you know sure meeting you that's yourself true. in yeah. real life so that's 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 cool too um but yeah it's just it's good to see you know the community chatting and i enjoyed to see you know uh we had a, a, a tanzu customer event last night kind of pre-reception to see all that you know our different customers kind of chatting with each other so that's always good to see and having that opportunity to kind of connect directly one-on-one and i'm sure we'll do the same with uh, both uh, both uh, vmware explorers to get you know kind of detailed one of, you know, uh, Taz dedicated uh, customer events as well. Sure. Yeah. Well, as, as always, this has been a episode of Tanzu Talk. No video for this episode, yeah. which, which, is, which is nice. I can, you know, uh, I've, as, as Nick has had to suffer through, I've, I've picked my nose and gotten, <laughs> gotten meat out of my teeth several times, uh, things like that, kind of uh, cleared out my ear. I could go on, <laughs> but I won't. Uh, but if you want to get the, the show notes like that new stack article we mentioned, see how to subscribe, uh, things like that, if you go to tanzutalk.com, uh, you can find all of that. And we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye.